A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? Now is the time, like literally right now. What are we doing? Enough is enough. 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 Why are you here? I'm incredibly saddened, and it is very hard to think about this. Um. <clears throat> we have to act. To nickel and dime this, I don't know if that's going to do it. I think that we need some really drastic action here. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. Who will say on this network or any other network in the next few days, it's time to repeal the Second Amendment? Hmm. Oh, you can't say that. Well, why not? Why not? Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone? But I'm here on this floor to beg, to literally get down on my hands and knees and beg my colleagues. If I could have gotten 51 votes in the Senate of the United States for an outright ban, picking up every one of them, Mr. and Mrs. America, turn them all in, I would have done it. We have to have the courage to take action. We have introduced an assault weapons ban. I'm talking about a ban on assault rifles. And understand the nexus between what makes for reasonable and sensible public policy. Find a path forward here. Work with us to find a way to pass laws that make this less likely. Look, I support all gun control legislation, not sensible gun control. We don't need the sensible stuff. We need the hardcore stuff that's going to protect ourselves and our children. Do you want a solution? Stop selling AR-15s in the state of Texas. Do you want a solution? Yes, uh, I don't want you to have an AR-15 or an AK-47. Hell yes, we're gonna take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not gonna allow it to be used against It'll happen again next week. There is no way to stop yeah. next week's mass murder. Now is the time to stop the next shooting. You're going to take care of the gun problem with me. It's time for those who obstruct or delay or block the common sense gun laws. We need to let you know that we will not forget. I do have thoughts and prayers, and those thoughts and prayers are to remove 
as many Republicans, as, as many people who support this evil policy uh, this coming November. I'm tired of hearing people, all they have to offer is thoughts and prayers. It's not enough to simply have a, a catchy ad on a Monday and then only do it every Monday. We need to do this every day of the week and just really brainwash people into thinking about guns in a vastly different way. It is time that we have bold actions and a bold agenda. Over 90% of the American people think we have to get assault weapons off the street, period. And we have to get buybacks and get them out of their basements. Everyone up here favors an assault weapon ban. Everyone up here favors magazine limitations, which, by the way, would have made a huge difference. We can ban the weapons of war. It's about ending the sales of assault weapons into our communities. Those weapons of war were designed to kill people as effectively and as efficiently as possible. They should belong on the battlefield and not in our communities. But I also believe that a lot of gun owners would agree that AK-47s belong in the hands of soldiers, not in the hands of criminals. By the way, you can't own the following weapons, period. It cannot be sold anymore. Like, if you're going to take people's guns away, wait till you get elected, then take the guns away. <laughs> Don't tell them ahead of time. Which, by the way, that's what, that's what people like me think you're going to do. Well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Welcome to this podcast that we call Connect Those Dots. I am your host, Joe. And uh, what a week, you know, that's all I can really say. What a week. In the beginning of the week, I was planning to do this episode on the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos this whole week. But how could I be so naive to think that a big bombshell event wouldn't happen this week? I mean, of course. It's just the way the world is. There's a, there's a big bombshell event every week. There's always a new current thing. And of course, when the big Davos meeting is happening and the big World Health Organization meeting, both happening in Switzerland, by the way, what do you know? Another mass shooting occurs. And like, wasn't it just two weeks ago when we had another mass shooting? So mass shootings just occurring all over the place now, even ones that don't get reported, just happening constantly. And it's really just tragic when you think about the loss and you think about the evil, the darkness in one's heart to carry out such brutality against the most innocent among us, elementary school age children. So, of course, we pray for those children, and we pray for their families, and we hate to see this type of evil actions going on in our society, but it's only increasing. It ain't going away anytime soon. It's only going to increase. And they want it to increase, because just like the clip that I play in the intro of every episode of Connect Those Dots, where... It says you, you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. This is the mantra of the social engineer controllers. They need a crisis. They need a situation that is going to tug on the heartstrings of the masses. And then once your t- heartstrings are tugged on, those become your puppet strings. Not just your heartstrings anymore, but your, the strings to your mind, the strings to your soul. And you're, you're vulnerable now. Your guard goes down. So you look to others to 
give you solace and give you comfort and give you a solution. It's not you personally. It's just human nature. We want to commiserate with others. We want to empathize with others. We want to find parallel struggles between each other so that we can relate. And when a big national tragedy like this occurs, this is the exact opportunity, this is the exact crisis that the social engineers do not want to go to waste. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. And that is the most disgusting part of the whole entire thing. That these people use the blood of innocence to enact their goals. And they try to couch it as if they're virtuous. What do I mean? Let me show you an example. You may not have been familiar with the name Beto O'Rourke before this week, but a little background on a fella named Beto O'Rourke, which is not even his real name. His real name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. And a little background on this character is that he's a former Texas congressman who is married to a billionaire wife who comes from a billionaire family. And Beto O'Rourke, Robert O'Rourke, or Beta O'Rourke, whatever you want to call the fella. Beta! He is currently running for Texas governor, and his big stance is how anti-gun he is. How original. Wow! How original! But now he's made himself a household name by having an infantile outburst, a narcissistic display of total classlessness when he interrupted the wake for all of the deceased children in the shooting and the two teachers as well. But Beto O'Rourke is going to run up there and make it all about him and show everybody just how much of, of a man of the people that he is. Mr. Married to a Billionaire. He's going to show you how anti-establishment he is, and how it's all of the Republicans' fault that these kids died, and he's going to make sure that he gets his name in the headlines this week. So here he is, Beto O'Rourke, going by the MO of the social engineers and controllers and the people that like to push agendas. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Never let a tragedy be a missed opportunity to further your political agendas. Here we go. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're out of line. So it's a little hard to hear him right there, but he's basically giving uh, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas right there, who's putting on a a, a very respectful ceremony for the people that were killed in this tragedy. And Beto just goes up there and starts ranting and raving and pointing his finger like a madman and saying that you could have solved this. You could have stopped this. This was so predictable, yada, yada. First of all, who cares what he's saying? Who cares about the point that he's making or trying to make? Dude, have a little bit of class. Check your white privilege, bro. White male! Big old privileged white guy married to a billionaire who's unemployed right now. He goes up there and he's going to make everything all about himself. Meanwhile, it was all sorts of people who died. Little 
children. But he's going to go up there and make it about himself and be completely classless and use their deaths to further his anti-gun agenda. Sir, you are out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. Seriously, though, what kind of sick SOB does that? I mean, Beto's a really weird-looking guy, too. A real gangly, grim reaper uh, aesthetic archetype to this fella. But just what a sicko. And you know what I love about that clip, too? What I love about that clip is some some guy in the in the background in the peanut gallery is saying, free speech, free speech, let him speak, free speech. Now, all of a sudden, they care about free speech. Now, all of a sudden, when you're using dead kids as your verbal ammunition to get your point across, then it's okay. They pick and choose when the First Amendment is okay. To take away your Second Amendment, to use rhetoric, to use... A tragedy to take away the Second Amendment? Yeah, then we're going to use the First Amendment to do that, for sure. But Beto O'Rourke can go up there and make a complete ass out of himself and cause a scene and run up on governmental officials and talk about how bad guns are. Meanwhile, he has armed security with him at his home in his billion-dollar mansions. But Americans having guns lawfully is the problem. And a psycho killer that goes to an elementary school means that law-abiding citizens should give in their guns. That's their argument. Because a psycho, evil, demonic, reprobate mind goes in there and commits acts of heinous, evil brutality, then real law-abiding citizens that actually use the Second Amendment for what it was made for, to, to protect themselves, to give them an equalizing leveled playing field if they're ever threatened they have to give up their second amendment because a psychotic goes in there and starts massacring innocents but then all these politicians that want to take your guns all these media heads that want to take your guns who are they followed by 24 7 who is around them 24 7 to protect them who do they call if anything ever happens Ding, 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 I got your answer. It's people with guns. Like, seriously, it's just so silly. My cousin sent me uh, a really good meme that just displays this whole thing. It says, we defend our president with guns. We defend our congresspeople with guns. We defend our governors with guns. We defend our celebrities with guns. We defend our sporting events with guns. We defend our concerts with guns, our banks, our jewelry stores, our office buildings, our factories, our courts are all defended with what? Guns. But we defend our children with a sign that reads, we need to get rid of guns. don't make no sense. So we sit there and petition guns to so-called quote-unquote protect our children. And then as soon as our children's lives are threatened, who do we call? People with guns. Definition of insanity. So the arguments are just so silly. Like they want to get rid of guns, but what do you think everybody's going to do? They're just going to all like no gun is ever going to be made ever again. Everybody that owns a gun now is just going to throw their guns into like a, a pit of fire to smelt them down into metal. 
I don't understand. Are, are all the weapons manufacturers, the military, the police, are we just going to go back to using uh, melee weapons like swords and clubs and axes and shields and bows and arrows? Okay, like if we want to do that, then like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll totally get rid of guns and erase guns on this planet forever. Go for it. Do that. Try it. But that's a fantasy land that's never going to happen. So what do they really mean when they say they want gun control? They want to take it away from law-abiding citizens. They want to relinquish you of your Second Amendment, your right to defend yourself. Not your right to own a gun. That's the big lie that they try to tell you about the Second Amendment to demonize it. It is your right to defend yourself. The right to bear arms, which creates a level playing field if you are ever in a life-threatening situation against another human, against a tiger, against a bear, against a fire-breathing dragon. It is the right to defend yourself and give yourself a secure option of protecting your well-being against something that's going to threaten you. Not cause harm with it. That's not what the Second Amendment is about. The Second Amendment doesn't say your right to cause harm with a gun at your discretion and commit acts of violence. That's not what the Second Amendment is about. It is about to defend yourself against an entity that is looking to do you harm. So the way the anti-gun people want to scare people about guns and distort and invert the Second Amendment to make it about hurting people and, and, and gunheads and woohoo, I'm going to shoot. Or or one time Joe Biden was like, um, what do you need an assault rifle for? That deer in the woods doesn't isn't wearing a Kevlar vest. Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. Bruh. And you hear that and you just, you just shake your head. Because he just thinks you're so stupid. He just thinks that you don't even know what the Second Amendment is about. It ain't about hunting, Joe. It ain't about shooting elk in the forest, Joe. It ain't about hitting a flock of quail with some buckshot, Joe. And he just thinks you're so stupid. He just thinks you're dumb when he says that. He's dumb, but he thinks you're really dumb. Gotcha. That you think that what the the Second Amendment is about hunting? I don't know. I I I digress. I can rant about that statement for for hours, to be honest with you. But it's just silly, man. Anything they can do to disarm you, anything they can do to relinquish your means of protection, take it away from you to make you more vulnerable, to make you more controllable, they're going for it because they hate the Second Amendment. Because it was made with the intention to protect yourself. And without it, we would already be conquered. We would be exactly like countries that don't have that right. Countries like China. Countries like Australia. Countries like the UK. Right now, China is in the middle of lockdown hell world dystopia where people are locked in their homes, being force injected, being thrown out of their homes, thrown into camps, quarantine camps, separated from their families, being locked down, not being able to leave their house under their own volition 
and being unable to get food and being constantly surveilled by their crazy camera system that they have in China where every square foot there's there's a camera watching you that has facial recognition. We talked about this with China's social credit score system and having masked anonymous police roaming the streets 24-7. Do you think that if the Chinese had a second amendment and every Chinese citizen was armed and able to defend themselves... Do you think this type of lockdown would be going down? Do you think this tyranny would be happening to the Chinese people right now? No, it wouldn't. There'd be a struggle. There'd be a bloodbath between the tyrannical regime and the citizens that desire freedom. But at least they'd have a means of defending themselves. And that's exactly what the Second Amendment is all about. Giving yourself a means to defend yourself. An equalizer, a level playing field against something threatening to you. Because we don't have to think about it as a giant tyrannical regime either. Picture yourself just walking down the street alone. Somebody passes you, wants to mug you, wants to dominate you, whether they have a knife, whether they just have their fist, whether they have a lead pipe, or whether they have a gun. Wouldn't you want to have a gun on yourself to not kill somebody, but at least show it to the person that's trying to dominate you, to back them off. At least have it so you know in the back of your mind you at least have some peace of mind that if anything goes down, you're able to retaliate. You're able to protect your well-being. And really, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. They want to take away your equalizer. They don't want to take away their guns. They don't want to disarm the military They still want to have their wars. It's funny how all the same people that are saying uh, anti-gun, anti-gun are the same people that want to go to war with Ukraine. Guns for Ukrainians, good. Guns for Americans, bad. But you don't even need to look at China to see the ramifications of not having an armed population. Look at Australia. During the COVID nonsense, they were absolutely helpless because they had to give all their guns back to the Australian government. Because they had a bunch of mass shootings, right? A bunch of mass shootings, which we'll talk about here. They love to use the mass shooting as their big crisis that they take advantage of. But yeah, Australians had to give all their firearms into the government or be thrown in jail. And now they're completely unarmed and they're completely vulnerable. That's why they folded to the COVID tyranny so quickly. That's why they all took their injections. That's why they all locked down. That's why Australia had people thrown into COVID camps, which I showed you. On my second episode of Connect Those Dots is when I covered the tyranny of Australia. And it's all because they don't have the same freedoms that we have here in the States. Same thing with the UK. They don't have guns in the UK. You know how how many people get jumped in the UK? You know how many stabbings go down in the UK on the street? So in the UK, when they took away their guns, there was an uptick in knife assaults, knife killings, random knife killings on the street. They tried to take away carrying a knife in the UK. They wanted you to be licensed to carry a knife. So it it, it all makes no sense. They take away your gun, what they want to take away your knife, whether they're going to take away baseball bats next. They're going to take it with people. A lot of people get ran over intentionally. A lot of people use cars as a weapon. Are we going to take away... Cars for everybody? Well, that's what they want to do, but, you know, for man-made climate change. But a lot of people fall to their death from high 
heights? Are we going to ban windows? I mean, it's it's all just silliness. It's all just ridiculousness. And they sit there and they act like they care about human life, but meanwhile, they're the same people that want to abort babies in the womb. These are the people that say you shouldn't have a gun. Meanwhile, they have their own private security. These are the same people that say defund the police. But meanwhile, anything that goes wrong for them, anything that happens to them, the first people they call is the police with guns. Definition of insanity. So it all just makes no sense. It's all non-arguments. It's all non-arguments. And that's truly what's just so infuriating about it is that they try to come at these topics with arguments that don't even pertain to the situation. And one of their biggest arguments against guns is how gun culture and the Second Amendment is tied to white supremacy. Right, 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 right. They just want to play the white supremacy card as much as they can. And unfortunately for them, they couldn't do it this time because... The assailant happened to be Hispanic. I don't care what color he is. Purple, green, polka dot, pinstriped. I don't care what you look like. You want to commit evil? You got evil in your heart? You want to dominate? You want to prey on the weak? You want to harm innocence? Then you're the enemy. And it makes no difference what race you are. But they try their hardest to demonize white people, to demonize guns, to demonize guns and white people together, to connect two non-existent dots, to try to, they try to connect some dots too, but they don't exist, so that's why it never, that's why it never computes, only with the NPCs that they're, that they program and brainwash, but they try to connect white people and white supremacy with guns, and this is what they tried to do with the last mass shooting, the one that took place in Buffalo, New York, I know it seems like years ago since that happened, right? It was only two weeks ago. It was only two weeks ago we were talking about a mass shooting, and they were telling you how bad white supremacy is. So let me give you a little reminder. Just like Beto O'Rourke, right? Here's Kathy Hochul, who is the unelected governor of New York, Looks like the Wicked Witch of the West meets Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Absolute goblin creature, Kathy Hochul. And this is an interview that she had on Face the Nation, where right after the Buffalo shooting happens, here she comes to use it to propel her political agenda. Do we see a pattern here with the clip that I played in the beginning of the show with the compilation of everybody talking about how they want to take your guns to Beto using it as a ploys to take away your guns? And now here's Kathy Hochul doing the same exact thing. And listen to the reporter here that's supposed to be, quote, asking her questions. Do you think the reporter's in on any of this? I don't know. You tell me if your spidey sense starts tingling when you hear this line of questioning and the answers that are given. Kathy Hochul, good morning to you, Governor. Good morning, I'm happy to be here to be on the show, but it's very a tragic day for all of us here in Western New York. It's my hometown of Buffalo. Well, our condolences to you and to that community. Are you concerned about further violence in your state? 
Well, we are taking proactive measures to make sure that we're monitoring all social media platforms because this, this information was out there. This was on a manifesto that was written a while back, and so we're very concerned about what other information is perpetrated out there on social media platforms and are out there being disseminated globally. So this information from yesterday's attack is already out there. It was live streamed. The, uh, the intent of this individual was telegraphed in advance. So I'm calling on social media platforms to be making sure that they're doing a better job monitoring the hate speech that's out there, especially when it's directed against populations and comes under the guise of white supremacy terrorism, which is exactly what happened here in Buffalo. Yeesh, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? Kathy Hochul got them all down in one. The, she was talking about censorship online, which I, I just have no idea what like what she's even talking about there. She she wants to censor you online because people got shot in a senseless act of violence. Then she talks about how it was white supremacist attack. It actually wasn't. She sits there and talks about the manifesto in this manifesto, which you can't even have. Okay, if you have it in your Google Drive, literally Google deletes it out of your Google Drive. So if you have this manifesto, you can't even have it. But in the manifesto, it says how this guy, the Buffalo shooter, was a, quote, fascist leftist, and he hated Republicans, and he basically wanted to commit a big act of violence to prove that the protection system is so uh, flawed or whatever, you know. Fight club, riot club type nonsense. First rule of Project Mayhem is you do not ask questions. But there's Kathy Hochul just telling you straight up, white supremacy, gotta censor you, gotta take away your guns. Let's continue with this news report. Understand, um, I know you just mentioned going online and taking what's out there in the social media space seriously. You've called it a feeding frenzy for white supremacy. How do you actually regulate this without impeding on free speech. You have a number of media and social media companies with big offices in your state. Specifically, what are you asking them to do? No, we want them to stay in our state. We also want them to be more vigilant and use the resources they have uh, to hire more people, uh, change their algorithms, be able to identify the second that this hate speech appears and let there be a determination by law enforcement quickly. Law enforcement also monitors this as well. I mean, we have the FBI monitoring. We also have state police. So we need a multifaceted approach, but need vigilance, not just law enforcement, but also from the platforms that are allowing this to yeah. spread. They have a responsibility as well. So we need more censorship. We need to smash out whatever we deem as, quote, hate speech, and hate speech is whatever they call hate speech. So just understand that they use these weasel words and they say they want to get rid of white supremacy and all these things, but their slippery slope continues to just go downhill from there. Once they get their powers of control, their powers of uh, surveillance through algorithms on social media and their powers through censorship, then it only goes forward. It only moves forward. It doesn't just stay. It's not just like, oh, we're going to target, quote, white supremacy, whatever that even means. But it's about attacking all speech that they don't agree with. That's what that really means. Um, 
The Justice Department has called this an act of racially motivated violent extremism. You used a sharper word. You said white supremacist terrorism. I know your state classifies assault based on race or religion as a terror attack. There's no federal statute that does that. Should there be? Yes, federal terrorism, there are domestic terrorism laws on the books. This can be prosecuted under state or federal laws right now. It's All right, so that's enough. That's enough. Listen to the reporter, too. She's in on the whole thing. Whatever they deem as white supremacy or terrorist, that's it. Then That's it. They just need to call it something. Just like how I was talking about last week, all the WHO needs to do is declare that there's a pandemic and then their powers will be enacted. It's, it's the same pattern. Create a crisis, take advantage of it, spread the fear, and then come with your solution, but your solution is only a means to achieve your goals of control and minimizing the freedom of the people. You should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. It's all the Hegelian dialectic. Whether it's gun control, climate change, pandemics, it's all about creating a problem to implement your solution. And whether even that reporter knows it or not, she's in on it with the line of questions. I, I bet she didn't even write those questions. She was given those questions to ask Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul knew the questions that she was going to be asked, and they did a big old stage thing to make it look like they care about you. That's how these things work. That's how it works in media. It's not live, spur-of-the-moment, reactionary. It's all scripted and facilitated for a certain aim, for a certain message to be sent to the viewer. And the big message they constantly hammer with their gun rhetoric is white supremacy and how it's connected to gun culture in America. Really? Is that so? It's funny how all these people that scream Black Lives Matter and how guns are racist and how we should get rid of guns. They never talk about what the real gun culture is like in America and the real gun deaths and the real gun violence. And I'm, of course, talking about black-on-black -black crime with guns obtained illegally. So get as many gun restrictions as you want for legal gun purchases that's not going to stop the illegal movement of guns, okay? And then you're going to end up like Mexico, where the cartels run the government because the government's so corrupted and so in the pocket of the cartel, and the cartel has all the guns, and the citizens have no guns. So, yeah, Mexico is hellish. That's why they're all leaving Mexico and coming to America, but they want to make America just as hellish as Mexico. And unfortunately, most of the gang violence that takes place in this country is in urban neighborhoods and is in mostly black populations. So all these people that say black lives matter and that they want less guns on the street, you never hear a peep from them about a little three-year-old baby that catches a stray bullet to the skull when she's at grandmom's cookout because of a drive-by shooting that happens in Chicago. You don't hear about the thousands of more dead black people in the last year statistically than we've ever had in this country 
In 2021, there was more black people dead than any other year in this country by gang violence, murders, and yes, guns. More black children dead in the year 2021 than any other year due to guns. Illegal guns, gang guns, criminal activity, not law-abiding legal gun purchases, no, illegal guns, and not assault rifles either, which they love to demonize so much, assault rifles. It wasn't assault rifles, it's handguns. But either way, you never hear these people that talk about how much they care about black lives and care about and talk about how much they care about gun violence. You never hear them talk about the rot, the virus, just the, the rash of gun violence and gang violence that takes place in the black urban populations and all of the innocents who die as collateral damage due to all the violence. Getting caught in the crossfire, catching a stray bullet, but then they'll sit there and say that the Second Amendment is white supremacy. I got a Glock in my Rari. So it's all just foolish rhetoric, foolish, illogical, non-arguments. The Second Amendment was given to me, not by America, but by God, to protect my well-being. And if it takes owning a gun to protect myself, to be a great equalizer, to level the playing field, for me, against a threat on my life, then so be it. I'll own a gun. And that's the point of the Second Amendment. But none of these anti-gun people, none of these anti-Second Amendment people will ever make that argument or will ever come to that logical conclusion. Because they've been so brainwashed that guns bad, mass shooters bad, and we have to save people. I, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it makes no sense. They're so for protecting people against guns, but meanwhile, they're the same people that tell you that we're, we're overpopulated and we're destroying the earth. They're the same people that say a, a, a baby in a womb isn't, isn't a human being. These people have zero continuity. All of their thoughts, all of their feelings about any topic completely diverge from one another. You can poke holes in their logic all day. And that's why the, the, it, is, it isn't logic, it's just programming. It's illogic. It's inversion. It's satanic. That's what Satan does. He just does the opposite of whatever it is. He confuses you. Your soul is mine. And with that, I want to talk about the shooter himself. Salvatore Romas. A very troubled young man. 18 years old. Lived with his drug addict mother. Father wasn't in the picture, and they live in their grandma and grandpa's house. I think just the grandma. And Salvatore Romas is the complete prototypical school shooter, mass shooter. He was into the occult type stuff, very like sort of dark, satanic type energy type stuff, into you know, shoot em up video games and into video games. And I'm not saying anybody who plays video games is bad. I like video games as well, but some people have different reactions to different things. And every time I point that out, people go, well, don't be against video games. I play that. You're not a psycho. You can play a shoot em up right. game. And this guy, Romas, when you look at pictures of him, there's pictures of him coming out that, you know, that shows him in, 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 in drag queen outfits too. So that's a whole nother layer right there. 
I don't know if he was trans or not, but there's pictures of him in drag queen outfits. But when you look at pictures of him, you just see this look, and it's the same look that serial killers have. It's the same look that people like Bill Gates have. It's the same look that bombers have or mass rape. It's this sunken look that is just devoid of any humanity, devoid of any soul, like like nobody's home, like the lights aren't on. That spark of humanity, that spark of God has been sucked out of the person and they've been given over to a reprobate mind, which means that they're pretty much unsavable and completely turned over to evil and have completely lost touch with the goodness in their heart that we all innately have as human beings. That's the hardening of the heart. That's the darkening of the soul. That's what it takes to carry out such brutality of massacring elementary school age children at point blank range. That's the type of ruthlessness, type of stone cold, icy heart that it takes to be a serial killer or to be a globalist eugenicist that carries out depopulation. It's the same spirit. It's the same frequency that gets tapped into the hearts of men to make them devoid of their humanity. That's deep, bro. That's deep. There's big scales and small scales to all of it. And when you look at Sal Romas, you realize that, unfortunately, there's no saving him. It reminded me of the, the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix. It's the same look, the same just hollow, empty, void, void within the heart, void within the mind. It's just the, 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 the mechanism for valuing life just does not exist. And it's sad, but it they walk amongst us. There are people out there that are completely devoid of empathy. And they relish in the pain of others. And it's not human. It's an anti-human thought process that infects the minds of our fellow brothers and sisters on this planet. And that's truly what killed those children in that school. Is the anti-human spirit that takes control of people that give up on life, of people that give up on humanity, of people that don't value themselves or others. That creates the gateway for that anti-human spirit to take hold. And once it's fully taken hold, it's almost impossible to get it off of you because you like it. The person likes it at that point. And Sal Romas definitely liked it. A little background on him. He is on prescription medication that they give for ADHD. It's all serotonin inhibitors, which they say, I'm sure you've all seen the commercials for all those prescription drugs, the litany of side effects, the laundry list, the never-ending scroll of side effects that can take place. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, and suicidal thoughts or actions while taking or after stopping Chantix. 
If you notice agitation, hostility, depression, or changes in behavior, thinking, or mood that are not typical for you, or if you develop suicidal thoughts or actions, stop taking Chantix and call your doctor right away. Talk to your doctor about any history of depression or other mental health problems, which can get worse while taking Chantix. Some people can have allergic or serious skin reactions to Chantix, some of which can be life-threatening. If you notice swelling of face, mouth, throat, or a rash, stop taking Chantix and see your doctor right away. Tell your doctor which medicines you're taking, as they may work differently when you quit smoking. Chantix dosing may be different if you have kidney problems. The most common side effect is nausea. Patients also reported trouble sleeping and vivid, unusual, or strange dreams. Until you know how Chantix may affect you, use caution when driving or operating machinery. Bruh. When you take these drugs, these pharmaceutical drugs that companies like uh, our old friends at Pfizer and Moderna give you, the most sued companies in the history of the planet for the immeasurable carnage that they have on people's lives with the side effects that people get through their pharmacia, their spells, their magic spells. That's what it talks about in the Bible, calls it pharmacia. Pharmaceuticals, pharmacia, and it has a way of putting a spell on the mind, which further makes you vulnerable to the demonic attack that I was just talking about and having your heart and your consciousness be used by that anti-human force. So, Sauromas was a troubled guy, come from a troubled family, on prescription medication, and all the people who knew him said he was very dark, very non-sociable, which is definitely the signs of these people, the characteristics that these people tend to have. But a very interesting thing about this shooting, just something that is some food for thought that you, I think you should know about it, Salvatore Romas was playing a video game online with other people and when he lost in the video game he was on the microphone chat with the other people that he was playing with and he basically said that it's all your fault I'm going to shoot up a school now because I lost in this video game and it's all your fault it's all your fault so a person that was playing the game with him got spooked by that and reported it to the FBI yeah I don't think you heard that the FBI never looked into him they dropped it, and they never followed up. Two weeks later, he goes and does exactly what he said he was going to do. So it's claimed that the FBI never looked into it, right? But we do know that the FBI is proven to uh, facilitate situations of terror, whether it is the Oklahoma City bomber, whether it's the Operation Northwoods, whether it's uh, even the January 6th with the provocative, or the, the Governor Whitmer, as most recent as we can call it, with the, with the Governor Whitmer kidnapping, when, they, when the FBI agents were coercing people into kidnapping the governor in a staged kidnapping to, of course, show you how white supremacist people are. Funny, right? Funny how the FBI is always tethered to these things. The FBI is always a dot that's connected to these things. So there's that. And then curious, also, Sal Romas' grandfather said that I have no idea where he would be able to get the money to purchase these guns and the gear. So Sal Romas was rocking a pretty big assault rifle 
Not only that, he had sidearms, handguns, other rifles, body armor, which all also costs a very pretty penny. Now, Sal Romas worked for less than a year at Wendy's. Sal Romas doesn't have a driver's license to go back and forth and purchase these guns. Sal Romas never had the training to wield these weapons in an effective and lethal manner. So if we sit there and connect those dots, and these are, these are pretty, you don't want to connect these dots, but hey, they're there, and the, the link, I can see the thread, I can see where they connect, so we have to connect them, we have to at least see where the parallels are. The FBI never contacted him and never knew anything about him. Really? That's what they claim? Even though they do keep tabs on all of these type of people in a database, like keywords come up, whatever it is. He typed about school shootings. He would he, Keywords come up. There are databases. There are ways to track people in this world, and they do track it with school shooters. So I just want to understand where he got the money, who was taking him back and forth to get the guns and gear, who trained him how to shoot the weapons and how to use the weapons? And why was he never intercepted before he could do this? Because all the signs were there. All the people that know him knew something was up with him. He would talk about shooting people. He got reported to the FBI for what he said over the video game, specifically saying that he was going to shoot up a, a school. So how do all these things just happen to occur? There's more to this story. There are deeper works going on underneath the surface of this story. And whether we'll ever have the full story or not, I don't know. But what I do know is that bottom line, guns do not kill people. Just like knives don't kill people, just like fists don't kill people, just like lead pipes don't kill people, just like cars don't kill people, just like atomic bombs don't kill people, just like Japanese samurai swords or ninja stars don't kill people, just like a steel-toed boot doesn't kill a person. What kills people is the wickedness of the heart, is the turning off of your humanity, the complete lack of of empathy for your fellow human being. And unfortunately, with the way the world is trending, we're only going to see more of this. In the recent years, we've only seen an uptick in violence. We've only seen an uptick in brainwashed, mind-controlled population. We've only seen an uptick in people darkening their heart. We've only seen an uptick in people's perceptions being confused, people being messed with. We've only seen an uptick in people getting addicted to prescription drugs that zombifies them and makes them more malleable and controllable and makes them vulnerable to having their consciousness being turned over. There's only been an uptick to all of these things. So that's why you should probably get yourself a gun. <laughs> Protect yourself from these things. Use the Second Amendment for what it was created for. To protect yourself. Not to enact violence on anybody. Not to harm anyone. But to defend yourself and the ones that you love 
if, God forbid, you're ever faced with the situation. That's all it is. That's all it is. There's no argument here. We want you all to be empowered. We want you to keep yourself safe. But the corrupt politicians and the social engineers and the people that say they're anti-gun, they will use the death of innocence, they will use the actions of evildoers to justify persecuting you. And that's really what it's all about. It's really that simple. That is the whole gun control propaganda blueprint that these people follow and they are hell-bent in their efforts to turn this country into Australia or into Mexico or into Venezuela or into the UK or dare I say, turn it into China. Because that's really the blueprint for the entire planet is China. Just know that every single way they restrict you, whether it's guns, whether it's climate change, whether it's pandemics, all of these things are part of the same seven-headed dragon. And that seven-headed dragon wants to control you. Just like the Great Reset says, just like those guys at the WEF right now, they're having their meeting in Davos and... I really wanted to talk about that this week, but of course we got sidetracked by the whole gun issue, and we'll be talking about that next week because trust me, I got some clips for you, but this gun issue encapsulates the whole thing. Control, distort you, confuse you, pull on your heartstrings, and ultimately guilt you, ultimately guilt you into surrendering your freedom. It's guilting you to take an injection. Do it for the greater good. Help us stop the spread. If you don't do it, you're a bad person. It's guilting you into restricting yourself through man-made climate change. Stop eating meat. It's bad for the environment. Stop driving a car. It's bad for the environment. And also guilting you into not being empowered and not owning an equalizer and not being able to defend yourself when push really comes to shove. Guilting you into relinquishing your gun. It's all the same. Get you scared, get you guilty, get you controlled. So I just hope I was able to do this topic justice. I hope I was able to be respectful of the people who were lost in the tragedy. Unfortunately, though, these things are always going to continue, whether they outlaw guns or they don't, because the amount of people that do not care for their fellow human and have been transferred over to this anti-human consciousness is greater than we've ever experienced on this planet, I feel. That doesn't mean that there's not good people that won't stand up to them, but unfortunately, more people on this planet than ever before, I feel, have been distorted, have had their consciousness messed with, and have lost touch of their humanity. And that's really the unfortunate thing here. Whether we're talking about a lone gunman that shoots a bunch of kids in an elementary school, or whether we're talking about a trillionaire globalist that has fantasies of worldwide depopulation. It's all the same spirit. So ponder that for a week. 
And until then, like I always do every week, I'm going to tell you peace out and God bless. And always just love each other. And don't lose touch of your humanity. Because you might not ever get it back.